0: Ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh, ho oh. Oh, ho oh, oh. ho ho here we go. TikTok, go to YouTube, get off the tiki talkie, Pastora and Ghost. What's going on? Man, I barely make it on Thursday. I barely make it. Might have to do something about that. (laughs) All right, we'll wait wait a few minutes. Today, we are doing chill. Scott, good to see you. So I have have a couple of things I definitely want to do. And then I have one thing that is kind of long. So we'll do it if there isn't enough other stuff going on. If the conversation doesn't become sparked then I'll go through the last thing that I have. I'm gonna start up the podcast stage right now. That is up. Ghost, I'm just gonna bring you up right away or whenever you're ready, but just keep yourself muted if you want, just so I don't forget later. Uh so 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 quick quick overview. I do want to go into the Jewish perspective of Sheol first. Because in my opinion it's important. And I I think I think it should be important to everybody. But that's just my opinion. So so we're going to do the Jewish kind of roots of Sheol and then I do want to go over also uh, the difference between Sheol, Hades, Hell, the Lake of Fire, Paradise, and Abraham's bosom, because it's relevant. I don't fully agree with the source that I'm going to pull from, but it's it's a pretty good kind of aggregation of uh, of a lot of data around those those points so we'll do that for sure too and then i also compiled the 66 i think or 64 verses where sheol is 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 listed is a part of context obviously there are some differentiations depending on translation because some people in some translations have chosen to not use sheol and instead have changed the structure of those verses to not list it by name but it's still it's a decent list it's a decent list it's the best we got you know you, know, you guys know the drill you know we're, we're working with what we have but that's kind of the plan that's kind of the plan so now lilith all right we're gonna roll right in so what i want to go over first is this right here so this is britannica this is the this is for with a jewish lens so t- take your Christian hat off, put your Jew hat on. Can you say that? I feel like you can't say that anymore. Put your Jew hat on. I don't care. Uh, so this is Sheol from a Jewish perspective. Sheol, abode of the dead in the Hebrew Bible, the Christian Old Testament. The term can be interpreted to mean either the literal place in which dead people are placed, i.e. in the ground, i.e. in the center of the earth, as some people believe or the ancient world's concept of the afterlife as subterranean land of gloom and deep darkness. That comes from the book of Job, chapter 10, verse 21. Due to this ambiguity, some versions of the Bible translate Sheol as the grave or the pit, while other editions treat the word as meaning the abode of the dead. Characteristics. The writers of the Hebrew Bible mentioned Sheol 66. I was right, 66 times. Taken as references to the Hebrew underworld, these instances make for a vague and at times inconsistent description. According to Psalms 6.5, people in Sheol remember nothing, not even God. And yet in 1 Samuel 28, the spirit of Samuel can capably advise Saul. However, there are characteristics of Sheol on which all of the Bible's authors seem to agree. The place physically exists below the surface of the earth. All humanity is bound for it. And it is dark and joyless. It is joyless. Yamaka, yes. Much better. That was much better than what I said. Take your Christian hat off. Put your yamakas on. Well said, Matt. Well said. All right. This simple, if grim, conceptualization of life after death became more complicated during the Second Temple Period, 516 BCE through 70 CE. In addition to the promise of an eventual resurrection, some Hebrew scholars at the time came to believe that Sheol is divided into multiple compartments and that everyone who goes to Sheol will be assigned to a particular section based on moral worthiness. That's interesting. So (laughs) it's Jew beanie, the Jew beanie. I want a Jew beanie. I want one of those. Now you know what to get me for Christmas. Uh, I want to read that again. So some Hebrew scholars at the time came to believe that Sheol is divided into multiple compartments. This reminds me of um, of of boot camp. If 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 you're a tech weirdo. So on Mac devices, they don't run Windows, right? Mac devices run uh, either iOS or um, some version of Mac OS, whether it's Safari or not Safari, um, Sahara. Uh, I don't know what any of the new ones are. I'm, I'm not a Mac person anymore. But uh, you, on a Mac, on a Mac, my point was, on a Mac, you can do this thing called Boot Camp. And what Boot Camp does is it partitions your hard drive. Ghost probably knows what I'm talking about right now. So when you partition a hard drive on a Mac specifically, you, you split the hard drive. Vi- you divide it into compartments so that when you power on your computer... Before you log into anything, you can decide what operating system or what partition or compartment of your hard drive you want to boot. Meaning the other partition, the other part, the other divided section of your hard drive does not boot. It stays dormant. So on a Mac, it, how it works is you, when you turn on your Mac, you can either load a Mac operating system or you can load Windows. And it, run, it runs just like Windows because it is literally Windows. And the point is, this reminds me of that. Why does it? It only reminds me of that because of the conversations we've had over the past couple of months regarding um, things like that, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit, but specifically Ghost's perspective on, on some of the spiritual aspects of reality in that uh, there's this reminiscence of uh, Amphibian. <laughs> there's this reminiscence of... Um, of systems and a systematic complex to reality. So it just made me think of that. So multiple compartments, they believe, some Hebrew scholars believe that Sheol is divided into multiple compartments or partitions, and that everyone who goes to Sheol will be assigned to a particular section or compartment based on moral worthiness. I would guess that your actions and behavior have something to do with that, but we're not here to talk about my beliefs on that, but I'm just saying, I'm just citing. According to the non-canonical Book of Enoch, Thank God. There are four such chambers, one chamber with a bright spring of water where the righteous happily await the day of judgment, one in which the moderately moral can look forward to their own reward, one in which victims of murder wait for justice to be done, and one to punish the wicked, which prefigured the Jewish idea of Gehenna, a hell in which the wicked are tormented with fire. It's kind of an interesting breakdown, if you think about it, uh, that we get from the Book of Enoch. The Four Chambers. It's kind of interesting how how that, where that division came from. Like, what they choose, what was chosen to be the deciding factors, the dividing factors. I think it's kind of interesting how, how that's expressed. Influence of other traditions. One notable aspect of Sheol is that many of its earliest known traits are mirrored, in the concepts of the afterlife seen in the Greek Hades and the Babylonian, not gonna try to say that. Strongly suggesting that they are commonly derived. Also, the Jewish understanding of Sheol developed similarly to the evolution of their neighbor's beliefs about the afterlife. That is something we talk about relatively frequently that you just need to be able to stomach because it is the real world. It is the reality of religions. All religions, specifically the major religions, Hindu, Buddhist, um, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, all of these religions share an incredible amount of structure. The, the, the things they believe, the, the views of reality they have, the mantras they hold, the principles they hold. There are so many things across the major, but definitely many minors too, but across the major religions that are eerily similar. And this is where a lot of people get the concept or the idea that perhaps it's just different demographics, different groups of people all seeking the same thing and developing a different interpretation of it, which to me personally makes sense. For example, the concept of Hades developed from an amoral one size fits all destination into a multi-chambered location where new entrants are separated by their rectitude, rectitude. I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. I don't know what rectitude means, so we're going to look this up. Morally correct behavior or thinking. Righteousness. Interesting. I feel a little bit dumb. I did not know that word. I've definitely never used that word in a sentence. Like Sheol, Hades eventually became synonymous with its own designated place of punishment. Tartarus. Tartarus. Considering the strong influences that Mesopotamians and Greeks had on Jewish culture due to their occupation of Palestine at different times, it is therefore likely that the concept of Sheol and its subsequent changes came about through cultural transmission, which is probably wildly accurate, or at least has a whole lot of truth to it. People on TikTok, get off TikTok, go to YouTube, same username, get off TikTok, Chinese spy app, don't support it. YouTube's not much better, but it's a better experience at least. All right. That's it for that. That's interesting. I always thought of Hades as just hell. Yeah, no, it's more complex than that for sure. The Greek, the Greeks actually had pretty interesting views about, about hell, uh, about se- several different concepts of like heaven. The Greek, I guess, call them religious views, but Greek religious views are, are actually really, really interesting. And it's a pretty broad, broad spectrum because the English Bibles can be quite misleading. Unfortunately, yeah, very misleading, very misleading. All right. The other thing I did want to go over real quick is this right here. And I'm actually going to show this too. So anybody who who has ever searched a Christian question online ever knows what this is. This has got questions. They have a heavy bias. Please be aware of that. I hate when people throw uh, uh, links at me from Got Questions as if this is law. This organization has a very specific, very heavy bias. They are not open-minded in any way whatsoever. So you need to be super careful with what answers you actually absorb from GotQuestions.org. With things like this, it's hard to put a lot of bias into it. It's more fact-based. But there is still bias, which is why earlier I said I don't fully agree with everything, but it's still a good source. They aggregated pretty well. So I do want to read this real quick. So this is the difference. What is the difference between Sheol, Hades, hell, the lake of fire, paradise and Abraham's bosom Ghost just through something about about the bosom. But let's read this real quick. The word paradise is used as a synonym for heaven. Get that from 2 Corinthians and Revelation. When Jesus was dying on the cross and one of the thieves being crucified with him asked him for mercy, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. That's Luke 23. Jesus knew that his death was imminent and that he would soon be in heaven with his father. In his words of comfort to the penitent thief, Jesus used paradise as a synonym for heaven. And the word has come to be associated with any place of ideal loveliness and delight. Abraham's bosom is referred to only once in the Bible, in the story of Lazarus and the rich man. That's Luke 16. Abraham's lap was used in the Talmud as a synonym, as a synonym for heaven. That comes out of Sidara Nashim 72b. The image in the story is of Lazarus reclining at the table, leaning on Abraham's breast as John leaned on Jesus's breast at the last supper at the heavenly banquet. The point of the story is that wicked men will see the righteous in a happy state while they themselves are in torment and that a great gulf that can never be spanned exists between them, Luke 16. Abraham's bosom is obviously a place of peace, rest and joy, in other words, paradise. Now, before I continue, Ghost, do you have a rebuttal to any of that? Not really. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. But let me make sure they can hear you. Yeah. No, you're good. So, so no, nothing. You agree with that? At least for the most part. I
1: don't, I don't think I have a rebuttal. Uh, They're basically just saying Abraham's bosom is a good partition, right?
0: Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree. Okay. Do you want to explain your, your comment there relating to this? Elysium. Yeah.
1: Elysium is just the Greek understanding of the same concept of a good place in the storage. Like they, they thought it was partitioned as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so Elysium is just Abraham's bosom. They, They share the same qualities and the same properties. Therefore you might as well say they're the same thing
0: under a different name. So do you think the two were, were talking about the same thing or do they just happen to line up with one another in your view?
1: I think I think a lot of these religions are like branches of science. I mean, yeah. People in other countries can do chemistry and they're going to call the chemicals different names, but they're talking about the same thing.
0: Exactly. It's yep.
1: it's about describing phenomena. It's not
0: about a special, you know, name or whatever. Agreed. So so you do think it's it's the same thing. It's just different cultures expressing it in different ways or explaining it in different ways. Mhm. Yeah, okay.
1: that's what I think. <laughs> Cool,
0: cool, cool. All right, uh, there's a bit more here. In the Hebrew scriptures, the word used to describe the realm of the dead is Sheol. It simply means the place of the dead, or the place of the departed souls or spirits. The New Testament Greek equivalent to Sheol is Hades, which is also a general reference to the place of the dead. Sheol, or Hades, is divided into, into a place of blessing, where Lazarus was in Luke 16, and a place of torment, where the rich man was in Luke 16. Sheol also seems to be a temporary place where souls are kept as they await the final resurrection. The souls of the righteous at death go directly into the presence of God, the part of Sheol called heaven, paradise, or Abraham's bosom. Try to decide. We'll wait. We'll wait. But I, I do want to read the last part again. So just keep keep this in your mind. The souls of the righteous at death go directly into the presence of God. The part of Sheol called heaven, paradise, or Abraham's bosom. So the the insinuation is that heaven is a part of Sheol. Or that's how that reads to me. Yeah. Um. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes. In the same way that I agree that we have American soil in every other country, wherever an American embassy is,
0: I think it's like that. That's an interesting, why, I guess, why to pick at you a little bit? Uh, because the dominion is
1: really important and I think the Hebrews understood dominion and, uh, principalities and stuff. In in uh what's the what's the parable or what's the story in what book is that where What's his name had to dip in the Jordan River seven times. Elisha told him to do it. I can't remember what book that's in. Do you remember what I'm talking about?
0: Uh let me see.
1: Dip in the Jordan River seven times. I'm sure someone in the in the chat knows. Let's see if you can find that. No, off the top of
0: my head I don't. King's yeah, she's right. It's second Kings. Okay. Um, second Kings. Yeah. It's, it's second Kings five ten through 12. Okay. Let me
1: look this up because this, this, uh, touches on divine ground. So it, say, it says, so
0: he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Did you need more than that?
1: Yeah, because what he ends up doing is he ends up taking dirt with him back to Syria because he thinks the dirt itself is special because of uh, the way they believed uh, locations and holy ground worked. And I think we we retain that idea with embassies in other countries. So it's an... Okay. it's an ancient idea that um let me see
0: kings fire you're, you're being told that's not leprosy god what word did they use it god. could be ground um it could be dirt <laughs> it's not dirt oh wait hold on maybe ground it
1: could be dust i'm not
0: i sure. tried dust Man, I tried everything I could think of. It's not popping up. I know what you're talking about, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm skimming.
0: Oh, no. Here, while I I while you prepared. skim, I'm, I'm going to read a bit of this. So he went, taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, when this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you, I, my servant, that you may cure him of his leprosy. And when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, I'm, I am God to kill and to make alive that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy. Only consider and see how he is seeking a quarrel with me where is it there's the one through
1: 14 he took two two mule
0: loads of dirt look i
1: want the actual verse
0: he dipped himself seven times
1: man dude i'm about to i'm just about to search like mule there's the horses And...
0: and chariots go wash yourself in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean.
1: This is pissing me off. Where is this?
0: Well, you try to find that and then we'll, uh, we'll roll back to it. Sure. Cause I, I, I know what you're talking about. Well, so we'll come back. I don't remember that part in the story at all. No, there's there. Now I want to find it too, but I, I can't, I'm going to keep reading. You find it. Cause I, I know what you're talking about. Even if maybe we, okay. we are talking about the wrong book. I know what you're talking about or at least it sounds okay. extremely extremely familiar all right so uh let's see read that so the greek word gana is used in the new testament for hell see matthew 5 29 23 the word is derived from the hebrew word Ganom, which is des- which designated a valley south of jerusalem a repulsive place where the trash and refuse were burned jesus referred referenced gana As a symbol of the place of judgment after death, the lake of fire mentioned only in Revelation, which Joshua is not going to like, but meaning in my opinion, it should be taken with a very, very small grain of salt, is the final hell, the place of eternal punishment for all unrepentant rebels, both angelic and human, Matthew 25. It is described as a place of burning sulfur and those in it experience eternal, unspeakable agony of an unrelenting nature Luke and Mark also reference that those who have rejected Christ and are in the temporary abode of the dead in Hades or Sheol have the lake of fire as their final destination so that seems like a separate partition so that yes so i guess go, from your perspective if if heaven so is heaven an equal um, in reference type of partition, or is it closer? I think okay, so
1: I think heaven exists on every scale. and in in the planet, it's a, it's a frequency because I think that's what's actually happening. They're mythologizing it and turning it into like land and stuff. Yeah, but I think what it really, really, really is is just a frequency. And when we do good deeds on earth, it kind of changes our vibe, literally. Yeah. And it changes our frequency so that when we die, that frequency goes to its matching destination, so to speak.
0: But so to you that's physical though, right? Because in your view, Sheol is a physical place being the center of the earth. Yes. Correct. So then But it's it's, it's also
1: ahead. conceptual, but it but it is physical too. It's
0: that's, both. So is heaven also physical in your perspective? A component of it is, yes. And the lake of fire, is it an equal component? Yes.
1: Okay. The the spiritual component of the lake of fire is deletion. The physical component of it is its actual location, which
0: is flowing with magma right now under so, our feet. So explain that, because to me, deletion is mercy. To be, to be uh, completely deleted, to me, is, is you, you know, like using the symbology. It's mercy. You're putting somebody out of their misery. They cease to exist. Yeah,
1: yeah so, you're so basically... So that be the lake um, of fire? Yeah, it's factory reset because you can't destroy energy.
0: So they don't so you're cease to exist.
1: I mean, does your data cease to exist when you factory reset your phone? What really changes other than the atoms get reorganized into whatever they were in the factory settings?
0: So... I guess that confuses me because to, to me, the lake of fire, one, I don't like the concept lake of fire because the re- the only real context we get is out of Revelation. Y'all know how I feel about it. But if I were to buy into this specific imagery, the lake of fire to me is eternal torment. So to, to me, factory reset is mercy. You're, you know, you're done. Like, like you said, that's a great example is when you factory reset your phone, the phone is still functional. It's a blank slate. All of your personality, your data, your spirit now ceases to exist. Now it's just mm-hmm. the vessel. But to, but to me, that's mercy. It ceases to exist
1: eternally. But you can that, never come back.
0: Isn't that mercy, though? That's I guess that's what no, confuses me. No, because
1: mercy requires consciousness. When someone shows you mercy, you are aware of that mercy. If someone just deletes you, you're not alive to understand what mercy is. Like... It's segregation. It's you. It's your Belial at that point. The person getting deleted, they're Belial. They're waste. They don't serve a purpose anymore in the kingdom. Therefore, they're gone. That's how I see it.
0: Interesting. Because I personally, I would rather be deleted than go to the Lake of Fire. Like, I'd rather just oh, hell cease yeah. to exist.
1: Right. Yeah, the burning and flames and the,
0: all that stuff is whack. It's I- not agreed. like real. Agreed. Yeah. So then what is the lake of fire to you? Or, or I guess that's what you're saying. Never mind. That's what you're saying. I'm now with yeah, you. It's where I get you get deleted. Saying. I get what you're saying. Okay. Still a bit mm-hmm. confusing for me because I, I the, at least the way it's depicted is like, it's supposed to be this eternal pun, like burning. So like, it sounds like it's supposed to be some kind of eternal punishment, but that is being deleted. It's talking, eternal punishment.
1: It's talking about finality. You don't get to go on the field trip, so to speak like you don't get to be in the kingdom you're
0: erased so why do you think they chose that kind of image i don't necessarily disagree but why do you think they chose such harsh uh it's just it's very um depictive type of imagery like they could have chosen because something more
1: outside of outside of jerusalem gehenna was the name of the garbage dump yeah they're using it as a metaphor for you're done the garbage doesn't stay there forever it gets burned up and evaporated yeah it does interesting it, it you know it returns to ash though that's i mean it's very clear to me it, it sucks that like so many churches teach like you're going to be chained up and tortured in fire it's the most ridiculous concept oh yeah
0: i mean for the most part i feel like that's died but yeah like when we were kids yeah that was that was church fire and brimstone man uh joshua's actually we'll come back to that in a second so Scott put out the, the verse, right? If not, please let your servant be given as much soil as a pair of mules can carry for your servant will no longer offer a burnt offering or a sacrifice to any other God, but the low. And then it cut off. But is that the verse you were looking for?
1: The one oh, I'm sorry. The, yeah, Scott posted it. It's okay. uh, 2 Kings 5.17. Is that the one you just read? Sorry.
0: I've read it. It's not, it looks like it's part. Oh, we were looking right before it. So yeah. then he said, if not, please let there be given to your servant, two mule loads of earth dirt for, from now on, your servant will not offer burnt offering or sacrifice to any God, but the Lord in this matter, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the house of Ramon to worship there, leaning on my arm and I bow myself in the house of Ramon, when I bow myself in the house of Ramon, the Lord pardon your servant in this matter. He said to him, go in peace.
1: So what what's actually happening is he's taking this dirt to build an embassy to Yahweh back in Syria, and whenever he worships Ramon, he's doing it he's like doing it in jest. He's doing it to keep up appearances, but he's worshiping Yahweh. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to get killed, but he's doing, like he's
0: Giving his sacrifices, et cetera, to Yahweh. He's acknowledging Yahweh. He's doing sly work.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. And then uh, Joshua said, Josh, it's good to see you. Uh, You know, regardless of all of our disagreements. It's very nice to see you. That sound, he, he said, that sounds like Mormons with three heavens. Is that what you mean? And I assume that he's talking to, I guess, both of us about the partitions.
1: No, no, it's not exactly that. It's, It's, it's embassy language. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. The partitions are for different um, types of people because everyone dies. So we're all going to this hard drive, so to speak, but there's partitions in the hard drive, depending on how you lived and what you believed and what you did. Yeah. Your frequency.
0: Which is biblical, Joshua. Yeah. I I don't know if you were here for all of it, but. Yeah, I'm not making this up. No, I mean, Joshua, if you want to read this, because I'm not sure if you were here for it. I just put it in the chat. That is the not a good source in every scenario. Decent source for this, but it, it gives the scripture. You can go through this, you know, in your off time or whatever. But this is this is the division of what you're thinking that we're talking about multiple heavens, but we're not. It's this covers Sheol, Hades, hell, the lake of fire, paradise and Abraham's bosom which are all different names for what we're referring to it as as partitions in a hard drive. We're not saying that's literally what it is. It's it's a way of trying to understand it. Some people believe that's literally what it is. It's, it's an analog. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing what that what a hard drive
1: partition does. Therefore, we can use that language to describe it. But whatever it actually is, I mean, who knows? It's electromagnetic in nature. That's all we know. That's all I
0: know. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, that's all that's you know, I guess provable. Um, mm-hmm. all right. So let me see, like Nat said, like the death sentence versus rotting in prison forever. I agree. I think it's torture, not deletion. Yeah. That, that one I'm going to have to think about, man. Cause I, I'm, and I, I definitely get what you're saying. So I, it's something that I need to kind of meditate on. I think, uh, Rodriguez says true, but there is verbiage that says final death. Maybe it's torment for a time period and then eventually die. Joshua said, what about when Jesus says they will be cast into the oven? Is that representative of hell? I mean, it aligns with the, you know, the consistent imagery used, the imagery and symbology used for it all.
1: So I would, I would ask this question to like Joshua and Nat. What does, what do ovens do? What does fire do? it it destroys it refines it transforms there's no such fire that burns forever that that doesn't consume you you can't just sit in it and be like ow this hurts for eternity that's insane no no god of love would would design a system with without a function like that doesn't really have a function that's a spiteful god
0: like what's the purpose of that completely there is none yeah Totally agree. I've always struggled with the uh, the fire and brimstone ideology of hell for that reason. This is, and this is, I guess this is more of my wheelhouse. So I'll throw this out here. Is that the, I think we probably spent a year and a half debating the theological implications of hell as described by contemporary Christianity. The, the theological implications of the hell that is expressed in your everyday church are, are destructive to to scripture, they're destructive to God's character, they're destructive to the char- destructive to the character of Jesus Christ. And what I what I mean is that if if this version, this cookie cutter version of hell that is pushed out of you know, you you die and most Christians ignore sheol altogether. So we'll go with the normal Christian view is that you die, you go to hell if you're an immoral person. And hell is this physical or spiritual place where you you reside and you are under some kind of physical or spiritual which also just doesn't make sense but it's the normal belief where you're tortured and tormented and and you have to watch reruns of mash and it's just this awful terrible place where you're you're just you're miserable all of the time it's really hard to justify the character of of god not as much but the character of jesus christ very much it's very hard to justify and to to make those things align, theologically. Literally, it's, it's whatever. You could believe that, I mean, all sorts of gods do evil, terrible things. But within, within our faith system, we are led to believe certain things about the character of Yahweh, and we're, we're led to believe certain things about the character of Jesus Christ. If those things are true, the version of hell that is being pushed down everybody's throat in normal church is not true. One of them is not true. So, so either the character of God is not what you're told. The character of Jesus Christ is not what you're being told or what hell actually is, is not what you're being told, but they all can't be accurate the way that normal average Christianity pushes it out. In my opinion, in my opinion, we, we it has to to at least be coherent. It has to make some kind of sense because we're made to believe that we, that God is perfect and that Jesus was perfect because he was God. If those things are true, then these things we're being taught about other things within Christianity cannot be true. It's 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 incoherent. It's incongruent. And they're just things that we ignore. They can't just be ignored. You have to think about the theological implications of 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 what you're being told. It's 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 important.
1: So, Rodriguez said something that I want to um touch on. I think like how i said that there there is a partition that is heaven it's like the embassy in on earth uh i don't think i don't think sheol was was made for demons i think e- i think that's where eden is originally and i think that's where we're being kind of like broadcast from so that's going to get into more crazy town stuff <laughs> but i think eden is in the core and i think which is probably Elysium. I think Eden and Abraham's bosom are like the same thing. And I think we were a sort of kind of tabula rasa AI type thing. And we were obedient until we weren't. And when we weren't, we were cast out into bodies. And I don't know. I mean, people are probably going to think that's way out there and that it's okay because I'm still chewing on it myself. I'm thinking about how the garden of Eden story can make sense when I know what I know about science, like in electromagnetism and stuff. So yeah, I think uh, human beings are streaming devices. I don't think we're storage devices. Uh, I think we have a storage capacity in a way, but I think we mostly stream and we can receive and transmit broadcasts and we receive them through the pineal gland and we transmit them through our speech. Or writing, or whatever,
0: uh, and are we are we in control of that? In your view,
1: uh, who who is the broadcaster?
0: Mm, I guess is a better word. The ask.
1: core, the the center. Uh, so I would say God, or uh, the Prince of the Power of the Air. Maybe I don't know, man.
0: And you you think this is all being broadcasted from Shield? Is what you're yes. saying?
1: Yeah, I think that's what the electromagnetic shield is. We're living inside of a bubble that's sort of like a leash. We can't go beyond it. We live within it. It's our natural habitat. And we require it to have consciousness and kind of have memory and do everything. It animates us. It's the electricity in us. It's it's why we're made out of water and fat and, and all these other things. Why do you think Blood. there's a
0: limit? Why do you think there's a, a bubble? A sh- you know, something that retains us. Where does that come from?
1: Uh well we have to be segregated in some way from God because we aren't we aren't perfect. So there has to be kind of like a uh what's the word? We have to be segregated. Mm-hmm. We were cast out of Eden and there were cherubims placed Genesis three twenty-four. I think that's what the, the lava, the the liquid mantle is around the solid core. Uh, I think the only way to get back there is to die, obviously. We can't drill down there.
0: Um, so, but you also think that's the origin then? If you're saying you think it's the garden as well?
1: Yeah, I think Earth is also an embassy. I think it's Russian dolls. So, I think it's Russian mm. dolls all the way up and down. I've said it before, but so i apologize for the repetition but it's like i think it has to be said that yes eden is there but eden is also in our star and eden is also it's a relay system so every every scale has a partition just like our brain has a partition
0: yeah no absolutely.
1: and it kind of there has to be there has to be duality and then there has to be a bridge so everything is dual and then there's a bridge in the middle. And our bridge is the corpus callosum in our brain that that connects the the two hemispheres. And you know, how's the garden of Eden described? There's a there's a partition down the middle, it's a river, there's a tree on this side, there's a tree on that side. I I think the imagery is trying to teach us something that that we can't touch but we can grasp conceptually, which is the concept world is the spirit world. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I, so, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah,
1: but uh, I need to go read the chat. We...
0: So for you, Shield is in last question, and then I'm, I'm going to read some of this stuff. But to you, Shield is the it's the beginning and the end. Yeah, including partitions, um, it's the beginning and the end.
1: Well, I think we move up in degrees. So if we make it to the Eden, if we make it back to Eden, uh, then we can graduate to kind of bigger capacities of consciousness. Right now we're kind of locked in this prison of the human condition. Yeah, And then we can graduate to say the condition of uh, the the angels spoken of in scripture because they look like us, but they obviously have, a different kind of ontological way to them because they they're closer to God. They have different jobs. They're and this gets into the employee language that are that's used. Mm-hmm. Uh, the core of the planet is made out of iron. So when and Jesus is going to rule them with an iron rod. That word is mate, which can also mean tribe or people. So I think there's a connection to all of that. And when we read it in English, we kind of get imagery, like Jesus holding an iron rod. But that does not that's not really what it's trying to tell us. It's not just trying to give us this arbitrary image of Jesus holding an iron stick. The word mate means tribe, and it's used several times in the Old Testament to say tribe. So for whatever reason, they translated it rod, but it can just as easily be tribe. Uh, and iron is unbreakable. It's also where the core of the planet is. So, I think there's a connection there. And I might not be 100, percent but I think I'm onto something.
0: No, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think at the very least, it's you've got a foundation for something there for sure. I mean, it makes sense if you strip away. And I'm I'm working on again. it.
1: I'm not finished, you know. So. Yeah, no, I mean, once you're that far,
0: dude, it's impossible. I mean, (laughs) you're glued into that.
1: Yeah, I'm not stopping.
0: No, you can't, man, you can't uh rodriguez revelation 2014 then the death and then death and hades were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death so the verse in revelation called the lake of fire or the second death the first death is physical upon death the soul is separated from the body and the unbeliever continues to be separated from god at the second death the resurrected body is joined to the soul and both are separated from god for all of eternity at this point in time, all sin and evil has been judged and punished either in hell or by the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ. That is a uh, commentary on that verse, Rodriguez. I don't know, you know where you sit with that, but I, I personally refuse to give any time to Revelation other than that which I've already given. And then when we go through it in the Bible study, I'm just not interested. Uh, to me, it's a waste of time. And I know the vast majority of people disagree with that and that's fine, but there's, there's something, but I, I think you're, you're trying to do a, if you're trying to make sense of revelation and Joshua hates me, but if you're trying to make sense of revelation, truly make sense of it, in my opinion, you are putting a puzzle together and somebody stole half of the pieces. So good luck. You'll be able to put some stuff together and people have, and it's coherent and it makes sense for sure. But to get a full picture, I do not believe it's possible without going outside of the Bible. That's my uh, hot take for the night. I agree with you on the, without going outside of the Bible part. You, yeah, you gotta go outside the Bible. That's, I mm-hmm. I just think it's ignorant. So for people to say like, it, oh, it makes perfect sense. No, it fucking doesn't. No, it doesn't. All right, so what, one more thing I did wanna look at. Where are we doing with time? We're doing okay. So I, I wanna read this. I thought this was pretty interesting. So this is, and I will put this in the description when we're done. This was written by Matthew Emerson at the Oklahoma Baptist University. So keep in mind the context there. Keep in mind the bias there. But uh, we won't read all of it. But he's got this kind of split out. So Sheol under the king's authority. He's got, why am I having such a hard time? Uh, Sheol in the exilic wilderness. Sheol is the enemy's bunker. I wanted to read at least the bunker because it was just interesting. In the Old Testament, he says, the most common way of describing Sheol is as the house of death. It is the realm of the dead where all all the dead go. This is even personified in Proverbs one through nine, where Lady Folly's house and the meal she served there is characterized by death. Humanity's accuser, Satan, is prince over this house of the dead. Death is his hangman and his jailer. I do want to stop there. How do you guys feel about that? This, I mean, this, this ideology is that Satan is the ruler over Sheol, which is why it's depicted as the enemy's bunker. I assume, Ghost, you do not agree. No, I do agree. Explain. Okay. Um,
1: So when the serpent fell, he essentially effed himself because now he is basically in charge of this territory and you know as you see as you see in the book of job it says i've been going to and fro up and down and because satan is the sort of intelligent electromagnetic uh essence that kind of moves and shakes uh what goes on and I think he's destined to... I th- okay, that's why Jesus had to infiltrate Sheol. Because it's a game. And it's they have to play by certain rules. There are rules that you can't break. And uh, I have posted quite a bit of stuff in the, uh, the stream chat for this episode. Mm. And I would love if people kind of went and checked it out. Because it's going to add a lot of context that I don't have time to, to talk about tonight. Um, so yeah, go check that out whenever, but, uh, okay. So, and I did post that, uh, that Trojan horse pick that I worked on. Oh, good. I love that. Because that that is explaining the infiltration of Sheol to proclaim victory because that is the win condition. And I mean, the book of Job is pretty clear and not just the book of Job. There are places in, in Enoch and, and, other uh, extra biblical and biblical books that kind of refer to this game and this wager that's being had um, between the adversary and God. So I don't know if I'm explaining it completely fully, but everything you see there has a legitimate analog. I'm putting the uh, the verses in so people can check the verses to kind of see where I'm coming from. So, but now I'm rambling, so.
0: No, you're good. So, uh So, I'm trying I'm trying to put myself in ghost goggles. If if Sheol in your view is the origin, being the garden. And Sheol in your view is you know, sideways synonymous with heaven, being that it's a a separate partition, but a part of the same hard drive and Satan is the ruler over it. Would, would that not imply that Satan was also the ruler over the garden prior to the fall of man? Or I guess, how do you, how do you make that make sense? He was the vice regent. So explain.
1: And I think they were, okay, this is going to get, wacky but I think yeah. they were in the sun or they were somewhere else and then he was cast to the earth and there's an embassy of Eden on the earth because there always has to be a way that God can assemble his council and it, like I said it's a relay system there's a bunch of nodes and this can take place in our own mind through the pineal and it can take place in the center of the planet it can take place in stars etc etc because everything has the same layout starting from the center outwards. And this could also be said about the anatomy of an atom with the, the nucleus and, and uh, the electrons orbiting, etc.
0: So do you believe Satan and God can be in the same space? Like literally? Um. Yes, but I think in order for...
1: Uh, I think in order... For satan to satan can be summoned to court so to speak Mm -hmm. and when he's summoned to court yes he can be in god's court and in god's presence because he's compatible with god because they're both electromagnetic in nature or at least no go ahead they're wearing electromagnetism uh if this if the spirit the spirit travels through electromagnetism like a highway so it's not that electromagnetism it's not like they are that it's just that is the the physical mechanism that allows them to move around so to speak so do you, do you take the intro to job literally in a way i I take it literally in the sense that I what's going on is several different frequencies are aligning with each other to communicate but I don't think like like bipedal entities were walking around inside the planet
0: yeah no i guess more more the i guess call it the scene of like if if you're imagining a, a tv show scene or something where where god and satan in the the angelic you know conference room was kind of happening See, you, you in a a way, very loosely, but in a way, you take that scenario as what, like, literally happened. And then Satan went off to F with Job.
1: Yes, because God gave him permission. This is what I mean by the wager. God's like, I bet you he will still be loyal to me if you do this, this, and that. But the rule is you're not allowed to kill him. And then let's see what happens.
0: Yeah. So, so that you take literally though. Yeah. um, So theologically, how do you make that make sense? I
1: take it. I take it literally.
0: Okay. Literal is one of those funny words. I know it's not a good word for what I'm asking, but I hope that you kind of know what I am asking. Yeah. Theologically, do you, do you believe, because for a wager to happen like I, I trade financial markets. If I know what's going to happen, I'm not, I'm not trade. Like I'm not betting. I'm not trading. It's, there's no skill. I know what's going to happen. So we have most Christians have the belief that God already knows everything. So He wouldn't. There, it wouldn't make sense. It would be like He a knows logical all. Way he knows
1: it. all probabilities. He's kind of like Doctor. Uh, what's his name? Doctor Strange. He knows all probabilities, but he doesn't know which one's going to happen in, until it does. I suppose, uh, or I, I don't know. Th- this is something that I have to think about a little bit. But it's a probability thing. So that's not definitive, knows. though. So that—I
0: mean that I and I again, I don't necessarily disagree, but all of Christianity would heavily disagree that that God is is betting on probability. Like he's doing what I'm doing. I, I bet on probabilities based on you know past statistics, but that's that's not God-like. Not in the Christian context. God knows what's going to happen. 100%.
1: Yes. God knows knows the infinite choices and all of their outcomes. And he knows that he can maneuver in a way to where he's always going to be right. Just like a parent and their child. Like when your kid argues with you about something stupid that you completely understand and they don't. You can say, okay, let's make a bet. Knowing that you're going to be right and you're going to win the bet but you're doing it to teach them something. Yeah. You're going, you're trying to teach them that, you know what you're talking about so that they can eventually trust you.
0: That's the way I see it. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. So, so just to be, just to be clear. Would Satan be the child using kind of that metaphor? Or do you think Satan is of, I guess, call it equal intelligence? And, and ability to know what's going to happen.
1: No, no, no. I don't think Satan is of equal.
0: No. So why would he's God a subordinate? Waste his time. Like, what's the purpose?
1: Teaching, teaching us him.
0: and him. So teaching Job in this scenario. Teaching Job, teaching Satan, and then teaching anyone who reads about it. And do you do you believe that God? And I, I'm asking this again, but I just want to be sure. So you 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 do or don't believe that God knew for sure what was going to happen with Satan. Or do you think that God knew the potential possibilities, the probabilities of them, all possible outcomes, but wasn't sure which outcome would come to be until it was done? Uh, And I'm putting you on the spot and I apologize.
1: No, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm inclined to believe God knew because God, see, I think God uses us like we use tools to to bring about a certain goal. And I think God's goal is for us to know him. So he's moving us around in a way unbeknownst to us because it's too close. Like it's too much a part of us. We think we're doing this and that when really it's kind of the spirit moving through us. And it's not until hindsight that we can be like, oh, that must have been God doing this and that. But in the moment, we don't realize it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, That's kind of what I think. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I just Job. I think God
1: speaks in hindsight. I think that's the way he speaks to us.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Not at all. Yeah. It very much seems that that is the case.
1: And I think knowing the beginning from the end is kind of a way to explain that, where God speaks from the future, and we experience from the past, and then we kind of meet each other along that highway. If he's coming at us and we're going towards him, we cross paths eventually because he's speaking from the future. And then when we look back, we can understand things in hindsight, but not, not before. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: sure. We can kind of
1: predict a little bit, but it's really clear in hindsight. That's the way I see it.
0: No, I I actually agree. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to see there was something. This is against the church. The only place that refers to hell is that it says her feet go down to hell. That's, that's not true. Uh, Proverbs 5 and 7 says it all. I would never use poetry to say it all for anything. Oh, he's gone now. Um, ghosts, maybe paranormal beings or spirits come from Sheol. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's where the electromagnetism, the bubble that surrounds the earth is generated. And I think a lot of wonky things can happen when we... Uh, receive signals that maybe we shouldn't receive through various means, through various actions. Yeah. Um, because think of it like this: when we do good deeds and we kind of really understand Christ's purpose, and and we're doing these things in, in a genuine way because we're we're really trying to be good people and we enjoy working for God. The opposite can be true. Yeah. You can hate God so much and be so. Opposed to his ways, you can bring about some pretty nasty stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, definitely.
2: So,
1: oh,
0: yeah, well, said. whenever
1: something is true, then then the opposite all also has to be true because we live in a dual universe.
0: Oh yeah, in every scenario, absolutely. Rodriguez says no, they can't. You cannot mix light with darkness. I assume that that was to my question of whether you believe Satan and God can be can. Can exist in the same space I Okay can I can I answer that real quick Yeah go ahead Look
1: up liminal space Or or umbra and panumbra Because it is possible
0: Do you think that God and Satan Are on the same frequency No So, so you see frequencies different than something like And maybe to help people kind of ima- Imagine or Or put a a visual to this you do not see frequency on in a spiritual sense as say radio waves because if you're not on the same frequency with radio waves you you're not you're kind of existing in the same space but not in a tangible way not not in an experiential way so you think it's different than which i mean it is but imagery wise you you see the frequencies of spirituality as different than say radio frequencies, where if you are on the same frequency, you are in the same space, but if you are not, you're not, you are, but you're not. I I see it similar
1: to court. You can have people of different frequencies all in the same courtroom, giving their opinions and giving their thoughts about X, Y, and Z. But they're way
0: different. Let me ask it like this then the, the paranormal that Kat brought up, if there are other beings, or spirits or whatever you want to call them that, I mean, some people believe there there are spirits in your house. You, you move into a house, there's a spirit there, whatever. Another person moves into that house 10 years later, they experience nothing ever. They live there 20 years, they leave. Somebody else moves in, they experience the spirit. To, to me, in a very rudimentary way, I, I kind of see that as frequency. So, some people are on that frequency or are able to tap into that frequency and some people are, are not. And we we've talked about in the past. We're like, can you learn to be? Can you not? Are you born that way? Are you not? Is that a spiritual gift? Is it not? But you, so you don't see kind of evil and good as as antithetical to each other in in a in a frequency sense. Does that make sense? Um I can explain different. I, I
1: do I do think they're antithetical. I think I think light is a frequency. And I also think shadow is a frequency. It's just, you know, we, we experience it in our own way because we're physical beings. But um, I think Rodriguez said something. Number one, she would have to define spirit first before she can say whether it's the same or not, because the law of correspondence proves that spiritual and physical laws coincide they're analogs to one another. That's what allows metaphors to exist. If, if, if the law of correspondence wasn't real, we couldn't speak metaphors because there would be no analogs. It would be chaos. Yeah. And c- we need categories in order to create metaphors. If, if categories don't exist, then metaphors don't exist. But since they do, and we know they do, ergo there has to be a law of correspondence between the physical and the spiritual. I just don't see it any other way. It can't be any other way. And it, it's yeah, kind of, it, it really is hard to explain because if it's not a concept that you kind of like spend a lot of time on and, and I, I, you know, I blame myself. I might not be explaining it right.
0: Well, I mean, it's also rather complicated um yeah it's super complicated yeah i don't know i don't know where i personally sit with that uh kind of at ground zero I, I i don't believe they can exist in the same space maybe for different reasons than Rodriguez. i don't think it's it's a light and dark thing because i just don't see it that way i i see it more as like a frequency thing i see it more as um as as it being okay two totally ends of a spectrum i, I you so could not when two, be more opposite I guess is what I'm saying
1: when two countries are at war there's always some place in the middle called the demilitarized zone where they can go to meet Yeah. No. this is the liminal space there's a liminal space in light if you turn all the lights off in your house and then you get out a flashlight and you turn it on the border between the darkness and the light is called liminal space Yeah.
0: and that is a law like there's always going to be liminal space of this so- world. And that's where I, that's where I kind of depart from you a lot of the time where, cause you and I see eye, to eye on a lot of stuff. And I feel like mm-hmm. the only time that I kind of depart from you is when we, we try to look at the spiritual from like a, a our world, our reality perspective. I just, there's, there's no part of me that believes it adheres to any of these type of rules. I I think it's something totally, and I say it all the time, and I'm sorry, I'm very annoying, but I think it's completely outside of our our ability to conceive. Like, I think even having the conversation is kind of stupid, honestly. But I, I, like, applying the worldly concepts and science and and observation and things, I just don't think in any way it can explain it. And at the same time, like, I understand that that kind of, it's impossible to have a conversation. I, like, I get right. Well, I what that. I'm
1: saying, what I'm saying, like from my angle, God created this reality. And how many places in the Bible does it say God draws? Uh, what's what is it? God teaches us about Himself through His glory, through His creation. So everything we can see and test and demonstrate is like a language we can use to explain. A, what's what? What is God thinking? What is He trying to say to us through the laws of physics, through language, through speech, through science?
0: But why would Otherwise, that not be just for us? Sorry to cut you off. No, it is for us. It's for
1: us to understand Him. That's why He made it for us. They're like they're roadmaps. They're they're signs. They're they're
0: clues. But within our context, so I, I guess kind of take it back to technology. If if I'm coding a website or I'm coding a video game or something, every there would be all sorts of parts of the game that kind of show me as the artist, me as the coder of who I am, the way I decide to put it together or whatever. But in, in no way necessarily, depending on the game, but in, in no way does it have to in any way relate at all to what me as the artist or me as the coder, what my reality is like. I can make a video game that has almost nothing in common and bad example to a degree because it's still within this reality. It's under these rules, which is what you're talking about. And it's 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 things that are conceivable. But as a very like rudimentary example, I don't think a video game has to in any way beyond the rules of reality relate to me as the coder. But I I, I don't think that's at all how like the spiritual world works. Because to me, it just seems too, it seems too simple. And to me, it doesn't make sense. What is she? There's so much more to it, though. Yeah, Rodriguez, come on. Yeah, come on. You're in here, aren't you? I thought she was. Um.
1: So I have, okay, then this is, I guess this is my best question for you then, Joe. Okay. What does it mean when it says, as in heaven, so on earth, as within, so without? What does that actually mean other than?
0: correspondence i think spirit is is all that i think that's about i, I think yeah that, but what is spirit I, I have no idea but i to me the only way that i can ever explain it is like it's personality i i think personality in some way i have no freaking idea how it works but in some way i believe it's it's tied or is the essence or is the illustration of your spirit is your your personality your character because to to a degree you can change your your character but only to a degree because at the end of the day you are who you are and you can, you can alter your behaviors. You can alter your actions. You can alter the way you think through uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and all these different things. But at the end of the day alone by yourself, integrity kicks in and you are who you are and you, you can only change so much about that. And to, to me, that is your, that is the essence of your, your spirit. And I believe our spirit is the only thing that in some way, relates to who God is because God is a is a spirit or has a spirit perhaps I have no idea but I think it's the only thing um and it's it's not based on the bible it's not based. it's it's based on just you know years of whatever kind of like you just going down a million different rabbit holes and in and out of different religions and whatever but I I think it's the only thing that connects us to him so at, in heaven as it is on earth I think it's this this the spirit of the being whether it's a physical being or or it's not to me, that's that's all I get from that. I don't I don't see how heaven could be anything like this. To me, that's super depressing, too, because this is like our reality, physical reality. Then you have to think about things like how does the human body work? What a what? a Excuse my language. What a shitty system. What a terrible system. It's a bad system. It's not great. So I mean, it, prison
1: isn't supposed to be awesome.
0: Yeah, so when you get into like that, that kind of makes sense. But then take it back to like we're supposed to be like God. So is 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 God then or is heaven then also shit?
1: After we graduate. No. This is prison. After we serve our sentence and prove that we are repentant, then we get our new bodies. Is what it says. I physical.
0: Mean, yeah, I think they're physical. Interesting. See, I don't I don't I'm not I think they're
1: eternal and physical.
0: But it's a body where you you go to the bathroom and you breathe with lungs. I don't know if we'll go to the bathroom. See, that's the type of stuff that kind of trips me up, is things like that. Yeah, so I, do, I think about do, that too. Do, like, do the I bowels get removed? Does the stomach get removed and everything else is the same? Like that's, that's why it's like thinking about it like that. I'm like, that seems really dumb.
1: Metab- metabolism is part of the prison. What do you mean by that? So, what does Jesus say about the angels in heaven? They don't have reproductive organs. Like, it's a different thing. They're like, when when Daniel sees Michael, when uh, Abraham is visited by Yahweh and two angels, and they have food. Yeah. Like, they're they're physical, but it's like they're almost like androids or something. Like they don't they don't need the things we need.
0: But do you think they're not that's, bound by our laws? Do you think it's literal? Or, or do you think it's a depiction of something that they they couldn't understand like to, to me so much of the Bible and so much of other uh, specifically like ancient Eastern literature but way outside of it too is is they they and that's a great example Is like the depiction of angels being devoid of certain human characteristics but having the fundamental human characteristic it seems like across religions it's just a way that that society has tried to explain something in a way that you could conceive. I don't I don't think it in any way actually depicts what it was. I, I think it was something the humans couldn't conceive. They had no idea what was happening. They I, I don't believe they visibly saw in most scenarios. I don't believe they visibly saw you know these angels that just lacked reproductive organs or whatever. I, I think they had no freaking idea what was going on and and they got some kind of directive or download or whatever you want to call it. And then had to translate it into something that could be conceived by humanity. Otherwise, humanity would lose their mind and not be able to understand it.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that for sure. So then it, it wouldn't really, then the body. We're problem. using analogs. Yeah, yeah. Be- because an analog is just something that shares the same characteristics of something else. So if you experience some wild crazy stuff in a vision and you're trying to explain it using analogs, then that doesn't mean that analogues are fake. It just means that those are the closest things that we can understand that concept with.
0: Yeah, but see, I don't even uh, think that's what it is. And I think that's where that's where I mean, that's where I divide from most of Christianity, and so do you, just kind of in a different way. But I don't I don't think it's even remotely similar. I, I think so Do just you think, the best way they could describe it so that people were like, oh, I get what you're saying. That makes sense.
1: So do you think like when John the Revelator saw like all those symbols, was God trying to confuse him?
0: No, I think things and hot take, I think a huge portion of Revelation was either redacted, altered, or Revelation as a whole is a bullshit book That's that's not legitimate. At the very least, the, the lower end of my hot take on that is that I think Revelation was a very small part of something that was probably much larger. And perhaps the larger was Enoch or perhaps it was something in between. But I... I no. I, I don't think it was intended to confuse people. I think people completely uh, manipulated it. I guess is the nice way to say it. In one way or Could another. You read, uh, actually, we... I think we might've just read this James one five. Yeah. Let me see. And yeah, we did. James one five. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him.
1: Right. Could you read Daniel twelve ten? I guess people can chew on that James one, and then Daniel twelve ten. Oh shoot! Sorry. This is the this is the last one. I just
0: no. I just kept doing a typo. Oh, it's going to be the KJV. KJV. Many shall be purified and made white and tried. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Is it good enough in the KJV, or do I need to switch?
1: No, that's essentially what it says. The point I'm trying to get at is I don't think it's possible, or I, I do think it's possible to understand. I just think that it's an incremental understanding that hindsight sort of crystallizes and solidifies. And, uh, I just don't think God is the author of confusion and I don't think he would design a system to where we couldn't understand if understanding seems to kind of be the goal. Yahweh says my people die for lack
0: of knowledge. Like but the system is confusing. This entire system of reality is wildly confusing. Interpersonal yeah, like, relationships, science, nature, living beings, weather, like literally every, in my opinion, every part of our reality kind of makes no sense at all. Unless you're looking at it within the scope of our reality. It's, it's very confusing, but I I don't think God is the author of that. I think, mm -hmm. I I mean, even the Bible says in Genesis, like the world, it seems was intended to be very different than what it is. And God didn't cause that to fall off the rails call it Satan or whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, to me, like evil energy, evil entities of some kind, they threw it kind of off track to to me. I don't think God did any of it. So like theologically, that's, I agree completely. Uh, but I do think we did fall off track. And I, I just don't think God's the author of it.
1: I'm re- yeah, I don't either. But I do think we're in prison, a.k.a. Plato's cave, whatever you want to call it. Just because we're in Plato's cave doesn't mean we can't break free and go out and check and see what's outside.
0: That's how I look at it, uh, and I agree. I agree. I just I think Rodriguez said something different.
1: What is the context of that? That Mark four eleven. Let me see.
0: Because um,
1: I mean, I I agree with that.
0: Mark four eleven. Mm-hmm. Let me get out of the KJV. Uh, we'll do the amp. That's fine. All right. And he said unto them, Are you? Nope. That's not the right one. I'm sorry. I'm not reading the King James version. That'll do. And he was saying to them, To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. But for those who are outside, everything comes in parables. That was a good reference, Rodriguez. Good work.
1: Yeah. That's, that's literally what I'm saying. Like, Parables and analogs, that's this, That's what I mean when I say analogs.
0: So would you say that people who are under Christ do not receive things in parables? Uh, I
1: think they receive things a little more fully. Uh, but I think it's still in parables because that's how we understand things. We understand things with analogs. Agreed. There's no real other way unless you experience it firsthand. And even okay. if you do experience it firsthand, you kind of have to have it have something to compare it to, or otherwise you can't explain it to people.
0: Yeah, for sure. But, but wouldn't that make this verse null and void? Because, I, I mean, it's me relatively clearly. It says, To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but for those who are outside, everything comes in parables. That, I mean, the language I'd need to look at like the greek but i would assume the context is close enough uh it's it's either or it's not a little bit of both and I'm, i don't i don't disagree with you but like to to make it make sense i don't think you can i think you're either on the inside or you're on the outside based on just this verse without us doing anything else which is never a good idea and i'll just say that right up front but just going off this one verse i don't think you can have both i think if maybe we aggregated i perhaps you could I would guess that you could
1: yeah I'm just reading
0: and guys we are um, we're gonna have to wrap up in about ten minutes so uh Rodriguez or anyone else if you guys want to come on uh let me know very soon
1: damn I didn't even get to like a ton of stuff I wrote down we'll, I'll just throw
0: it in the we'll do it just, again the to, chat yeah throw it in there and we'll do it again there's there is a lot more Can I say something Rodriguez, are you, uh, you are all right. Rodriguez, you are good on my end. You just have to accept it. You got Rodriguez. Let me know in YouTube when your hand is up in discord.
2: I did. I think, oh, you
0: did shoot. Sorry. Then I didn't see it. Um, there,
2: there was a couple things, um, First of all, I, I'm just going to like, I don't even know where to begin because there was like so much I was trying to say to kind of push back on. And of course, it's nothing personal, but um, I just don't I just don't think that it can all be applied and clean cut and dry. You know, like I think that even the attempt kind of like what Joe was saying is it's 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 kind of silly and and pointless. Like I get the what entire you're saying, Bible. was an attempt. I'm sorry?
1: The entire Bible was an attempt. Wasn't it?
2: No, 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 no. Like, okay, let's just take how we were talking about prayer uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was. Right? And how some of them, you you follow these rules, right? Like, if you believe, or if you have faith, or go to the elders, X, Y, and Z will happen. But it doesn't. Right? It just doesn't. And I think like for for anyone else who's kind of served like in in ministry and you see things that sh- maybe should happen or shouldn't happen, and it just does, and it kind of goes against the rules. I think you kind of you know, understand and experience a little bit more of what I'm saying. like um, um, with addictions, you know, there were so many people who tried so hard. And prayed and repented and fast and did everything they would and they were still not delivered they were still not set free and I actually know people who didn't care and were okay dying in their addictions and someone else prayed for them to be set free and they and they were so I just keep thinking of certain experiences aside from any physical laws or formulas or analogs that you want to apply and throw at it it's just it's it's just not happening
1: well, I don't see how that relates Real life. to what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, Rodriguez, take it back to I I and I could be wrong, but are, is this coming from when we were talking about uh God and Satan like good and evil being able to reside in the same space or was this a different part of the conversation?
2: Well, this is just all of it. I mean, yeah, I guess you you could, but yeah, no, I don't think that they can be
0: well, well, no, go back to what yeah. you're saying then. Cause I, I didn't mean to derail it. I thought maybe that's where you're coming from. What w- connected to what Ghost said that you disagreed with. Cause I, I also like, I hear what you're saying, but I I'm having a hard time connecting it to the conversation, but I'm sure it does. So what, what was like, what was the like, issue I you think,
2: had? Okay. Hang on. Let me scroll. Like, I think one of the main things that I had kind of just said was that I don't think you can keep applying physical laws to spiritual laws. I'm always going to push back on that. So every example, you know, that he's giving, you know, every, uh, formula, like it, it, it just can't really be done. And there's too, too many examples. It's not even about my spiritual laws. It's just, there's not a formula, dude. Like I wish there was, I've racked my brain over this myself, you know, when it comes to healing or certain different things. And Every time I keep trying and searching, it just it just doesn't happen.
0: I, I and mean, then if I, you think about it, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, I mean, and if you think about it, if you could figure it out, then what what would we need God for? That would point I, I, to it, God.
0: Yeah, I could. I, I could still like, think of reasons to need God, even if we. Oh yeah, definitely. Out. So I don't I don't see that one, but I I get I get why degree. Ghost is doing department. the physical examples because like we've been kind of relating the whole time, there's no way for you to understand what someone's talking about without using something of this reality. So I, to some I, degree. I get the examples, but then you go beyond the examples and like, well, do you believe spirituality adheres to physical reality? And I think that's where we kind of depart in belief. But I get why like he's always relating it to physical things because how the hell else would yeah. you explain it? Like, I get that. But then once we yeah. move beyond that to, okay, I get the physical example. I understand what you're saying. Do you believe spirituality adheres to the physical world? And that's where I not don't agree. Always. And it sounds like you don't agree. Right. But Ghost does Absolutely. think so. I think it's really interesting to think about. I think it's a very interesting concept that that spirituality in some ways, uh, probably not fully, and I don't think ghosts believe fully, but in some way adheres to physical reality. And I get the ideologies of like how that would make a lot of things make more sense, which is that's but attractive it, to me. But I just yeah, don't see that's,
2: it. That's true. But if it's not happening every single time, then the whole thing just unravels.
0: But I think that's a different conversation, And, I, and I, I totally agree with you on that 100 percent. But I think it's a different conversation of like the prayer things, things like that, of like things that are supposed to happen based on, you know, ancient literature that don't happen. I I 100% agree, and I, I everybody knows this because I I don't believe the Bible is inerrant in any way whatsoever. I think it's been completely destroyed over the years, but I still think it has more than anything else. But I I, I think so if people I, were to expect I with the, yeah, but I, real quick, I think if people were to expect what the Bible says, you will be nothing but disappointed in our reality. And the way the world actually works and what you actually experience in your day-to-day life, I think if you read biblical verses that aren't what they used to be and have been removed and added and redacted and changed and altered, if you take verses out of the Bible and you're like, okay, this is what my physical reality should then be, I think you will be nothing but disappointed constantly because that I, is not what physical reality right? is. It's just not. It doesn't matter. Nobody gives a shit how you feel about it or that you think that's the way it should be. I don't care. It's it's That's not reality. But that also doesn't mean that things out of the scriptures aren't reality, which is, that's what makes biblical study so impossibly difficult is that a lot of it definitely is and you can experience it. And then a lot of it, I believe, is and I still have never experienced it. But then there's a lot of it that just is absolutely not true in reality. And that's what makes it so hard. Sorry, Ghost, go ahead. If you remember what you're going to say.
1: Oh, uh, Yeah. I was saying, like, I think what you guys are talking about is presuppositions and expectations. So you're reading verse A, B, and C. You're you're getting an understanding out of it, and then you presuppose what the meaning is, and then you expect that. And when that doesn't happen, you say, well, the verse must be wrong. But I think what's actually wrong is the understanding of the verse. Um, So I, I have an example of, And when people say, I don't think physical laws correspond to spiritual laws, number one, they would have to define what a spiritual law is in order to say it does or doesn't correspond. If you can't define what it is, then you can't say whether it corresponds or not. Uh, And here's an example. The, The concept of achievement, concepts are spirits in my estimation. So the concept of achievement, how would you teach that to someone other than setting up an experiment, say for a rat in a maze with a piece of cheese. That's how you would teach the concept of achievement. Otherwise, you, can, you can't just say, hey, achievement is this and then have someone understand. You have to set up a scenario where they can do something in their own way and then make an achievement. And then they will understand what that means. And you have to do that physically. You can't just explain it spiritually. You have to set up a scenario you have to always
2: set up a scenario.
1: Yeah, because if you just tell someone, they're going to say, oh, yeah, okay, sure. But until they like do it and feel it, they can't really understand it. Experience is very important, hence the Garden of Eden, et cetera. Do you
0: think, do you think that's optimal
2: it's or is that required? Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Uh, I think
1: it's optimal. Sure, you can tell I someone agree. something and they can say, okay, but they're not really going to know it until they experience it.
0: Well, I mean consider cuz so consider consider the fall of Rome. Uh mm-hmm. indoor plumbing as a very stupid example and then it disappears. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think it came back because of ancient Rome. I think it came back because people kind of figured it out again and I could be wrong about that, but just to make a point, I think people can bumble and fumble around until they figure something out again. I don't think they necessarily uh, so I agree that I, I think it's optimal. I don't think it's required. And I think that's a pretty big differentiator, though, that just because it's optimal doesn't mean it's required. So I, I think you can.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah, I'm talking about explicit, explicitly teaching a concept. Um, yeah, you can fumble around and figure things out.
0: So I guess I, I look at it like to use the video game again. If I create a video game where everything in the game is totally different from our reality, there's there's no. Human beings, there's no there's no land, which is hard to conceive because it doesn't make sense from our perspective. But if you were able to do that, and everything was totally different, totally different world, everything functioned different. Scientific laws were ass backwards, and I, as the creator, had a conversation with the characters and was like, "This is this, this is that, this is how this functions." And maybe I even show them because I am God in this scenario. I transcend their reality. Therefore, I can do that. I can come into their reality, not be a part of their reality, but help them navigate the reality. And then I can exit their reality. And then I'm still in my reality, which is entirely different than the way their reality functions. That's kind of how I view the separation of spirituality and the physical world. In the simplest form. That's, that's I like kind that. of how I view it.
1: I like that. But then there wouldn't be a concept of as in heaven, so on earth.
0: Agree, because but, you but are, I don't believe that's what that means. So to, so from my perspective, it's justified that way. From your perspective, I see how that's problematic though. I completely understand. And yeah. I see
1: your perspective too, actually. So like I think we're yeah, we're vibing on that.
0: I think it's um, interesting. And I, I, I like the I like that we don't agree because I think it's gonna it's gonna expand over time. And I, I continually see more of what you're saying and, and even if I don't agree with it, it expands on like the way that I, I view things. I I appreciate it and I like it a lot, but I, it's interesting. Yeah, this is very interesting. Do you, do you guys quick? Cause I got to run here in a minute. Do you guys want to do this again next Thursday or do we want to do a different topic? Uh, If you want to do it again, just put a one in the chat. And if you do not want to do it again and you want to do a different topic, put a two in the chat. We'll, we'll use that as the poll. Uh, anything last, last, uh, remarks here. Ghost and Rodriguez. One in the chat to do this next week, two in the chat to do something different next week.
1: I suppose I'd ask you, is your game three-dimensional?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Because that would be an actually, important thing. Actually, I don't know. No, because I, I genuinely haven't. I don't really look at it like a game. It's kind of, That was kind of off the cuff. I'd have to think about it. Okay. I just, I just have such a hard time. Viewing the spiritual world as, as anything, because I just have a hard time thinking that I could understand it at all. And maybe it's just because my, my fear is that. That God, isn't what I thought he thought it, or he was, I I think it's in, in part because it would dramatically alter the way that I view God. And maybe that's a personal problem that I, that I need to get over. So maybe that's something I need to look at, but I, I theologically like who got, what God is in the grand scheme of things. If he was similar to this, he is nothing like I thought he was. So, so perhaps that's a a flaw of mine that's stopping me from expanding what I'm looking at So that's something that I'll need to kind of think about.
1: That's kind of like what theology is. It's,
0: it's like the image we have of God, right? Uh, to me, it's not. It's the understanding, which doesn't require a visual.
1: Hmm. Maybe, maybe. it's just my brain, then, like, because I like visuals. So maybe,
0: yeah. Maybe, and I don't I see what you're saying. I don't. <laughs> so I, I think maybe oh. that's good too. I don't. Visuals, okay. vi- in this context, visuals, to me, uh, tell me I failed. Because if I'm trying to visualize something spiritual, I feel like I've already completely f- effing failed. Cause I don't think you can, but then well, at the God same always time visions. You say, exactly. You have, you have visions as depictions. And then you also have the weird goofy stuff, like not good. I don't mean it offensively, but you know, kind of off the cuff stuff of like ghosts and spirits where people I respect and, and admire and love and trust say they've visually seen things like this. And, and I've had weird experiences too, but even with mine, never visual. It was, it was always like deep in my soul type thing. And always, I mean, like it's happened twice, but so I, and I'm I'm aware of that. It it was conceptual, but I, I still, I couldn't in my head, I could not visualize anything. It was, there, there was, uh, there was audio, like there, there was an audible sense to it. And then it was a feel that felt like it was in my soul, which just, it just reinforced kind of part of my view of spirituality is, is tied only through the soul. Which I'm not saying is true but it just kind of reinforced my preconceived notion of of that context
1: I think it's right I think we just we have to define spirit and soul but I think you're right it's felt in the soul
0: yeah it's and it's it's interesting but then you have people who visually see it they say with my eyes I saw it I've never had that I've I've just never had it but but it's from people that like I believe what they're saying so then I, I have to take that in as you know new information
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lol, he's a real streamer now, asking for ones and twos. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Next time, I'm just gonna do a poll. All <laughs> right, uh, it looks like um, it's a freaking tie. All right, I'll post the poll in Discord and the poll with people. Who I are would not
1: like, here. I would like a palate cleanser.
0: You want to do something Maybe else and then come back to it? Yeah, because I, okay. I always have this stuff. You know, like we can. Yeah, no, that works for me. All right, then I'll post the regular poll as soon as we get off tonight. Uh, we already stream to Twitch, Graves, as of three weeks ago, I think. It, so the streams automatically also go to Twitch. And then next, they will also automatically go to Kick. Nobody watches them anywhere else. So let's be real. There's like 12 people here. So I don't know why anybody watch it anywhere else. But I'm just going to keep doing that because then it you know, collects like a, a library over time. But we do. We do. Your experience is your experience, Joe. Keeping it, right. yeah. I mean, I'm just—it's just that's the way I see things. But I, I Joe, Yeah. build a
1: streaming indes- a streaming embassy on Twitch and Kick. This goes back to the embassy idea. Yeah, no. I you have you. you need a presence. You need a presence, I man. Hear,
0: no, I agree. I agree. That was pretty good. You're right. You're right. What's Twitch? Don't worry about it, Rodriguez. <laughs> it's What's you probably, Twitch? It's some—it's something you probably do not need to know. It's Twitch primarily is bad video games and cam girls my my understanding I could be wrong about that hot tub girls or something There's a restriction. I don't know Comment what's up chat comment like and subscribe. Yeah, I never say that will you guys please do that because I'm never I'm probably never gonna remember to say it do the YouTube stuff like like the video go throw it somewhere else uh, when, when we close down the stream Leave a comment on the video. Live chat doesn't count. Leave a comment on the video, throw a smiley face. I don't care. But do that because that helps us with the algorithm and, and pulls new people in here. People like ghost. I think you came randomly through YouTube, didn't you?
1: It was random, yeah. I was searching yeah. around one night.
0: Yeah. So great example of how we it's the luck of the draw, man. So do it, guys, help me out because I'm I really just I don't care enough to, to to remember to tell you. So do the do the YouTube stuff. It'll help us get new people in here. All right, but I, I do need to run. You have all right, thanks, Joe. Yeah, is this the part all where right. I say we have fourteen people watching but only seven likes? Come on, guys, come on, just just do it. Those people probably left. Yeah, TikTok. A lot of people came from TikTok, Nat, which is why I begrudgingly once a week post something on TikTok. All right, guys, I got to run. I love you all very much. This was very uh, enlightening and um, a little bit frustrating in my head, but I have things to think about which is always very nice. I'll post a poll tonight with uh, topics for next Thursday. Sunday night, we're continuing on with the Bible study. We're moving into the next book, I believe, actually, too. So be there for that. But I love you guys. Everybody have a great weekend.